G'day, boys. Welcome to the Coach and Tex. Turtle. Tim. Oh, it's, it's just, you can just smell it in the air, can't you? Finals are getting closer. The good horses are out in the track. Just great to be here. Loving your work, boys. I, I thought I thought my I thought my gremlins might have been going there because there was this slight pause because um, we're under pressure already, mate. I suspect with the um, old NBN could be could, could be under the pump down here in the in NBN the never bloody near us. We're up and about. It's certainly September, normally finals time, but alas, not in twenty twenty yet. What's been going on? How, how have your respective weeks been? It been, doesn't feel that long ago since we did the episode with Nerily on the weekend. No, it seems uh, just like two days ago. Uh, it's amazing. Um, it's, it's funny how it adds up. <laughs> well, that would be because it was two days ago. <laughs> I still love it. What a great chat. She's a great girl, great conversation. Uh, I've had some positive feedback to it from friends that uh, have listened in. So uh, one of the great coups for the year from the big turtle. Oh, well done, mate. She's a, she was a star, and um, I'm sure our listeners uh, will get a lot out of what she said. And if they haven't listened to her yet, as Molly Meldrum said, do yourself a favour and catch up on that episode because uh, she was outstanding. Now, what it's not going to do is excuse you from some severe questions again, mate, this, this whole um, Texas try. I know we've got a section devoted to it. Later on, but um, we're in some deep poo poo. Hey, Tex, can I suggest something? <laughs> get off the, the, the AFL games, get onto the horses. Maybe you're better on the horses, mate, on the thoroughbreds. You're NBA, a thoroughbred mate. yourself, well, as, we, as we know. You can run all day. So get on the horses, mate. Well, thank you for that feedback, Shane. But it was very poor from me last week. And as a result, I've learnt. Uh, I'm going to enforce some disciplines going forward to the end of the year. There are some teams and some games that I will be going nowhere near in Texas try. Um, and more on that later. But, uh, but, oh, okay. but no, I've moved on. We have a separate section for Texas try. Hey, um, i tell you what I did notice last week was I reckon we spoke about the footy getting better. It was a lot better this week than the week before. There were some better games. There were some closer games. You don't have to be in front at halftime to win anymore. So a lot is changing. Mm. Wow. Yes, well, that, that's interesting. And uh, percentage is um, less of an issue now, mate, that everyone's come back to the field? Uh, no, it's not. I think percentage is an issue oh. and will continue to be an issue. Well, that's if you've got an ordinary one, um, which most of the teams around sixth and below have. So, yes, that's... Um, that could well play a big part in what's going on. But just before you um you get off Texas try, when you said that you're going to steer clear of um, some of the lesser performing teams or teams that may have let you down throughout the course of your betting journey over the course of the season, um, I'd suggest that that pretty much eliminates every team <laughs> um, based off based off how you've been going. I'm so not, we will definitely have to be going I'm not to sure another if league. Adelaide's ever been one of these Texas tries, so. Um... See if you can get them now because they're in. Well, they're going okay. They'll um they'll they, get someone Adelaide before the years out. They, I really don't think they will, they will. Uh, finish with no wins. They will. Well, we're not allowed to talk about games live because I know there's one going on, Shane. So as much as what I, I do want to use the line, can you hear me, Harry? Uh, 
when we go around the grounds down there, but um, we really can't go around the grounds because we'll get ourselves into licensing issues, as I understand. And and guess who 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 will have to call one eight hundred adventurous. <laughs> Interesting, though, that the learning fact that he's learned uh, Texas learned something again, Turtle, this week. Um, I reckon for the last uh, twelve weeks he's always learned something. So maybe this is a four year like a university course that he's doing. Um, and by the end of 2023, we might see some benefit from the education that he's gained from the experience over the previous four years. I, I tell you what. Well, hopefully our podcast is still running in four years, mate. Um, <laughs> we'll see how we go. Sorry, sorry. Jake. You are quick to remind me to stick to a run sheet, but between the two of you, you are all over the shop uh, five minutes into this episode, I tell you. You have not followed the run sheet okay. at oh, all. Okay. I think it falls under weekly highlights, observations, and exactly. response to last week. Well, so and you well, made a comment. Still on that part, mate. Commented on your comment. Well, what I have noticed then, in terms of weekly observations, I'm ruling a line on the ladder now at position eleven. If you're if you're not sitting ninth or tenth, you're gone. Shut the shop. Sell the farm. Well, season over. Well, the best thing about that um, is. Those cocky Carlton supporters, right? I mean, when, when you're a Richmond supporter watching a Collingwood Carlton game, whatever the result is, there's, there's no winner uh, in, in my eyes. I mean, you can't both lose. But um, a draw would have actually been a good outcome on the weekend. But I've got to say, that was even a close second to Carlton actually losing. So all those pricks who got ahead of themselves last week have been banging on for the last few weeks around how they're, they're on the march. And they're, I mean, give me a spell. Well, and Essendon are no better. I mean, they're talking themselves up as being a chance to beat West Coast this week and still play finals. And did I hear right, someone at Essendon is bringing out a wine label or there's some family connection to bringing out wine? Did you hear about that? No. Well, well it might be Tim Tim Watson, mate, because Tim Watson does have his own winery and um, it's very, very exclusive. No, no. Uh, and it's a very one specific... Um, um, What's the right word? But it's a red. I, I do know that. And it's no, no. It's a Fiano, oh. which is a quite a. Um, uh, it's it's a rare. It's a rare sh- um, stream breed. I don't know what the right wine terminology is, but Tex, please do tell your story. I, it, I only half listened to it because I found it fascinating that it made the news last night that there's an Essendon current player. I'm not sure who he was. Was talking about the release of a wine label that he has an interest in, or his family has an interest in. I would suggest if you're wearing the Essendon jumper, you try and get your hands on the footy and beat your opponent and win a game of footy because um, they, like Carlton, are not going to play finals in 2020, and they talk the year up. And I hate to take you back, but who's coaching Essendon? I'm not sure that the joint coaching arrangement has has borne any fruit this year. Mm. Mm. Shane. Anything from you, mate, in terms of um, highlight observations that you that you want to bring to the table before I unleash with my weekly TV well, update? I'll talk about it a little bit later, but just the difference between the uh, two of the big gun teams in the competition in Richmond and West Coast. So we'll discuss that a little bit later. And you'll be interested in my comments. I'm always interested in what you've got to say about I'm excited. Show, you know that. Now, mate, just when I thought I'd, I'd found a way to hide the remote from the missus and the daughter. So we've gone from Ninja Warrior to, um, I think I was mentioning The Bachelor last week. Well, God strike me. Guess what they found? Not the plate of origin. This week. Oh, the plate no. of origin. For, God, for God's sake. Um, 
band. Uh, the, the one notable um, absenteeism I think is being managed is George Calambaris. He's, he's made way <laughs> for Manu, um, who I can't understand what the hell he's saying anyway. But, oh, Georgie, I think he, he could be in the same place as our well, sponsor. I think he's from applied for JobKeeper. Um, down there at Bowen for underpaying he's all of his staff job at the restaurants, mate. mate. <laughs> well, yes, that could be relevant. Now, the other thing from TV is I know I had a crack about commentators um, a few weeks back, but I've got to say, there must be something about ex-Geelong players and Channel 7. Now, they, they right back to the Tom Harley days, who fair income would put you to sleep, um, they, they've then gone to Cameron Ling, who 3AW were all over it. They got rid of him. Quick smart. He's now on ABC. And um, guess who now the latest... Latest bloke is who needs to be turfed. Uh, Jimmy Bartell has well and truly got ahead of himself, mate. So you put really? him together with Hamish McLaughlin, and that's almost as bad as putting Dwayne Russell and Eddie Maguire together. It's a disgrace. Um, no good. No, oh, that's just one man's opinion. Cam Mooney. Um, but, but, Cam Mooney. Hey? Cam Mooney, yeah, well, yeah, he's a bit ordinary too, isn't he, Shane? Um, but your favourite topic. Now, we, we, we were very excited that you got on social media this week. So, please, Shane, do tell us what's our Twitter handle. <laughs> At. Oh, Vacation text. Oh, it's flying. We've got a couple of other beauties which we'll talk about later. So, tonight, once again, it's just the three of us. Um, but the most exciting thing today is there's something special happening around Texas tirade. And coaches... Coaches has actually turned the corner. There's something new about Coaches Corner. So we're just full of innovation this week. So I'm very excited, boys. So Let's shall we get so. into it? Okay. So, boys, are we fired up about Frenzy 2.0? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait. I actually enjoyed the first um, the first lot of Frenzy. Uh, what was it? 33 games in 20 days or something. And we've got 32 games remaining of the season, if you weren't uh, aware of. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So a few double headers coming up. Um, exciting time of the season. Uh, I think we're starting to uh, see the better sides start to hit their strap a little bit. And we saw one of those uh, games last week with Richmond and the West Coast Eagles, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So I'm I'm excited. Tex, um, yeah, I'm. Ec- I'm excited. I do find it hard to keep up, though. I've got to say. I mean, um, mm. I kind of just look day by day and. Um, but I love it, and I think the footy's getting better. So yeah, I'm excited about it because we're on the on the run home, well and truly. What about you, Turtle? Um, oh, I still think that the up, the downside to the good games are you get a game like Gold Coast and North Melbourne. I know North are in the gun, but um, they become very. I mean, that's as one sided a game as we've had for a while, even even with some of the swings uh, that have occurred across um, the. This strange season, if you like, but so no, no, there's some there's some good games, uh, definitely. Uh, I thought that um, Collingwood and Carlton was still good to watch anyway because of what it had on the line. Um, yeah, as a spectacle, at the end of the day, it was still you know ten goals to seven or something like that. So uh, that obviously provides some challenge for for the teams, but definitely worth having a ha- have a chat about. But obviously, the the key issues right now, uh, what's going on with the top eight. Um, I know you want to talk about the Brownlow and some of those individual awards as well, Shano, but um, in terms of the top eight, I think there's there's obviously, what, six uh, six teams probably going for the top four. I mean, I'd still count Collingwood in that because they're only um, a game behind um, Richmond. So there's six teams probably going for top four, but they would also 
potentially if they drop a couple because they've got some some games against um, the top two teams, then all of a sudden you can fall into that bottom eight and there's a bit going on in that space as well. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, the Pies have got uh, a bye. You know, I think it was around 16. I think they have a break as such. So, yeah, they've got three games and they have to win at least two. If they can win three, which I don't think they will, then they may sneak into the top four. But it depends on results. I, I don't think they'll get there. I think they'll be in the bottom bottom four of the eight as such. Um, and if they, they lose two games, they potentially will be out of the eight. Now, now, Shane, I can't keep up with the as such when I'm preparing to get in and buy into the topic, so I'm under some duress here. But I owe you two bells for two as suches in the first three minutes of the session. Um, there are some big games. I hate that terminology, eight-point game, but games like Collingwood, Port Adelaide, uh, Geelong, West Coast, um, sorry, Geelong, Richmond, and West Coast and Kilda, they have massive games in the last three or four weeks. They are really, really big games of footy. And Collingwood Brisbane this Friday night. That's a big one too. Not just Collingwood Port Adelaide. And there's a few others too, yeah. mate, where, where teams are playing one another which are going to help the makeup of um, the top four and, and ultimately the top eight. Um, Shana, you, I know you, you wanted to, to talk particularly about the game last, I think it was Thursday night? Wednesday yeah, night? Yeah, Richmond West Coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I was super impressed by Richmond. I mean, if you if you think about one of the strengths that the West Coast Eagles have, that's their marking power, especially in their back half. They're, they're famous for it. But like you look at McGovern on the on last Thursday night, he took two marks for the day, uh, or for the night as such. Sorry, as such, Did you get that? God, Jesus, just God. keeping you on your toes there, Tex. Um, they they outgunned them all across the ground in their marking jewels. They're one on one. It's surprising. Um, I suppose it, it stood out for me that how strong they are all across the ground, Richmond, in their marking. So just to give you some stats, right, there were 69 to 46 marks, all right, in favour of Richmond, 10-2 in contested. And I'm talking about all players across the middle of the ground, forward and back. So this just didn't allow West Coast to play any style of game. They couldn't play their normal game. I think Richmond at ground level, they just controlled it. The pressure was there and almost their hands were quick. Um, when did you see the West Coast Eagles actually run the ball from their back half through the middle of the ground? They just didn't. They did it once, mate, in the last quarter. It's not really their go. And I think that um, stat about marks is interesting because uh, any game where they're like 80, 90, definitely 100, they, they win games because they, they chip it around, they set it up nicely and then go bang uh, yeah. and move it real quick normally through the wings. But, um, yeah, so I, I must say... Uh, w- Tex, I know you've been down on Richmond for the majority of the season. What's your view there, um, the man who walked backwards? Oh, no, I was, I was impressed with Richmond. Um, I think the, the jury's out for me on West Coast as much as... I think Richmond will make the top four now, as much as it pains me to say it. Um, West Coast have a psychological issue, it looks like to me, about their, their confidence and ability to win in Queensland. Um but Richmond were very, very good. West Coast lost a big guy early in the game too, so that, so that wouldn't have helped the cause. But you can only beat who you play. Um, but what I did notice about Richmond was, did I see someone um, training with a drip in their arm? Did I see that this week? Yes. Richmond? Yep. 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 I mean, what a what a horrible look from a club that should know better than that. I don't care. There may be nothing in it. I'm not suggesting it was. But the optics of that were 
horrible. And if he needs a drip in his arm, he doesn't have to have it in his arm while he's out on the training track. Didn't the Brisbane Lions do that in 2002 or three? In one of the oh, leading up shame. to the grand finals? They were on drips. We used to do different things many years ago. Oh, I thought that was an ordinary look from Richmond. So they're playing well, but I still, I, I'm not winding the turtle up. I think their individuality and their discipline needs to be reined in if they're going to get to the pointy end of the final series. Well, I didn't see anything that was undisciplined last week, and that was one of the impressive things about their game. Um, I think they've got strength across all their lines. And, like, yeah, Noah Bolter, like, he had 449 metres gained for the game, and he plays it full back. Can you believe that? That kid is going to be a superstar, absolute superstar. They're going, they're going as they can go better. They will improve, but they're going pretty well right now. And we speak about this. How do we get the timing right for the whole collective at the right time of the year? And they're spiralling upwards at the moment. Uh, just quickly, who, who makes the eight at this particular – I mean, we can do this every week if you want, but um, who, who's making the eight? Oh, well um, – The team that's uh, – are Melbourne and St Kilda staying in there or um... – uh, St Kilda's the suspect one for me. I, I know you can't trust Melbourne, but I think Melbourne stay in and St Kilda are the one that may come out, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, I think you both can't trust both of them at the moment. I think St Kilda got to be problems with their on-ballers. They're getting killed around the clearances and the stoppages. That's a big problem for them. Um, the other problem is with St Kilda is they don't mark it in their forward 50. That ball comes out really, really quick and puts pressure on their back half. Uh, that that doesn't help them. Doesn't help any team when it's like that. They don't lock it in. They don't keep the ball in their forward fifty long enough. That's a big issue. So you've got those two areas right there. Uh, they're in a bit of trouble. Your favourite team, Coach uh, GWS. They play Melbourne and St Kilda in the last two my games. My favourite team. Massive. Oh my that, god! That's, that's massive, though. Mm. That's that's massive for for them having it in their own hands. And if they're up to the plate, they get in. But yeah, for me, I think Melbourne. St Kilda come out and and probably um, probably GWS go in. That would irk me if GWS get in. Well, I think they're dangerous, Shane, if they get in um, because they're playing a little bit different the last couple of weeks. They've got rid of Flaky Flaky Finlayson, um, being replaced by that young fella, um, Peter Riccardi's nephew, um, old Jake, the Jakester from St Bernard's. He's going all right. Um, who have they beaten GWS? Really, who have they beaten? They beat Richmond. No, when, in the last four weeks, five weeks. Uh, five weeks ago, maybe. Wasn't that when Toby ago? Green came yeah, back, right? About, they got up six, one by six weeks one by ago. They beat Richmond. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. So they beat they've been, they beat Collingwood when they were playing well. Absolutely been horrible. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the but Swans. Like, the Swans bet them, mate. Like, yeah, fair yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, sometimes these things happen. Hey, um, just back on the Brownlow, what about my mate Petrarca? Um, another great game from him. Lockie Neal is $1.40 to win the Brownlow. That is, that's insanity. But Petrarca is still my man. I would suggest you put it on Patrick Dangerfield, mate, would be my go. I think he's, he's, he, he's surging. Um, and $17 he's paying at the moment, Turtle. Dangerfield? Dangerfield, yeah. I haven't even looked at the odds, but um, I just – it passes the eye test. I know everyone's in raptures around – Petrarca, um, and uh, to a fair degree, that's okay. Lockie Neal started off strong. I, I don't think he's been as prominent I agree. the last four or five. So I think the other guys are, are catching him, and one of those would be Dusty as well. So I think perennial vote-getters like Martin and particularly Dangerfield, I think, and Pendles. 
I think Pendles was good early in the season too, so we forget about that. So I think he'll he'll go okay. Yeah, interestingly, Cam Guthrie, I reckon's had a super year for the Cats. Uh, Fifty-one dollars, that guy. Well, I mean, mate, I, you can put fifty-one with me that he won't get ten votes. He won't get ten votes, Guthrie. No, oh, interesting. He's had twenty-two. He's averaging twenty-two possessions a game. It's pretty good. And the fact what? is, they've won ten games. The problem with Petrarca is Melbourne only won seven and been poor in their losses. Um, yep. I'm not sure if he'll get as many votes as you hope, Tex. Hey, mate, we've got to talk about um, Carlton just for a little bit more than just that opening that opening bit. I, I've heard a little bit of discussion on some of the other um, radio programs and TV review shows over the last 24, 48 hours about, you know, was this sort of like um, unexpected or are they really are they really they're pretty much as as we we thought they would be. Uh, what do you think, Shane? Look, I think they're about a eleventh or twelfth uh, team in the competition. I think there has been some improvement from them. We've seen that. Um, if they're ever going to beat Collingwood, uh, you know, on the weekend was their opportunity to it. So to do that, so I thought they'd moved the ball quite well early, um, but I don't know where they went after half time. They were appalling after half time. They lost their way. Yeah. I think Cripps has been struggling. Um, whether that's through injuries or whatever. But I think the they've, they've got a long way to go yet to be competitive with the top four. I thought it was really... Um, Turtle was big on this at the start of the year about Cripps' inability to kick the big goals at the big times. I hadn't paid much attention to that, but geez, he lets them down. And then he came out in the media on Monday talking about this, exuding this confidence that they're going to make finals. I mean... Honestly, I, I don't think he has any right as a co-captain of that club with his personal form and that team's form. I reckon they're probably about where they should be, and that's you know not going to make the eight and going to be in the bottom six. But oh, there's a slight improvement in his defence. Slight improvement. in his defence, though, he's not going to say he's not going to make the finals. Like he's got to say they're going to make it. So they've got to be confident with it. They were poor on the weekend. Can they improve potentially? Um, but time will tell with them. Do um, I think the interesting thing about him, mate? How do, do either of you know how old he is? Uh, Twenty-three, I think he is. No, he's a bit older. Oh, is that all? No, he's a bit. I old. thought he was. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I thought he was late twenties. Late. There you go. He's mm. twenty-five, but that's the thing, mate. I reckon in two years he'll retire, mate. He's he's knackered. He's been smashed, the poor bastard. Like uh, he's hobbling around, and uh, you know, of course, they're going to say uh, he's off. He's injured. I know his missus has had a few. Uh, problems as well, and she's not in the hub. She's actually back in Melbourne. Um, so, look, I mean, that all. I think that part we just don't know. I mean, that that how difficult would that be? You're a captain of a team, and your missus has got issues back at home, and you can't go back there and be with them. I mean, I think all that stuff's incredibly difficult for for players and clubs, uh, and it's and it's probably a flow on because I, I reckon that the media is also looking for stuff, right? So we've seen a massive contingent go up there today, I think it was. Um, so as I said, the bubble is definitely getting bigger. Uh, every man and their dog's flown up. Uh, and, and it's a lot of it is media and other partners. I think 60 people from Geelong are, are on the respective flights. Wow. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I reckon that pretty much Corio Bay, Torquay, uh, Anglesey and a few other surrounding areas have all gone up as well, mate. I think the fucking cheer squad's gone up. 
You're right. I mean, clearly the grand final is going to be in Queensland, but it would be fascinating to see what uh, what clubs' approach is to who they allow to stay in the hubs. I heard Collingwood say almost all the families are with them right now, but I don't know whether they're staying there for however long they've got in the season. Well, that's so, why they've got um, up there, mate, to stay in the hub with their with their families. That's exactly what's going on. They're not but they'll staying... stay there permanently, you think? They're not coming back to let them concentrate on their craft during finals? Oh, I don't know about that, but my guess is, is because this is supposedly the last flight, although they're now saying there might be one more. Uh, but essentially, this is the last flight of people going up. It'll take them two weeks to... Um, to to go through the um, the quarantine, um, and then you're allowed to stay in the actual hub with with the family. So, um, and I think they're searching. My point with all of this is they're searching for stuff. And I, I know this, and I'm on this, but it's really annoyed me. Is this stuff again bringing up the whole Brook Koch and um, Richmond stuff? I just reckon that there's a fair bit of let us find a gap, uh, let us find a crack here in. In, in the armour of, of what is clearly the best team and the best culture going around. And, you know, from pinching bums to grabbing crotches to um, asking for extra things in in the hub and all this sort of stuff. I think what was really interesting, if and people want to be critical now about um, the fact that Rick Kennedy's having a crack and, and Brooks come out in the paper and all of that. The, the thing that if people truly understand what that club um, has done is that they actually do celebrate imperfection. And so not everything's perfect. Some things go wrong. And guess what? We group together and we make it work. We make it work out. That's their philosophy and their mantra. So this stuff now, bring it on, mate. Keep piling on because all it's doing is building further resilience. And that, that, that prediction around the story of the year, you watch it come true, Shano. You um you show your bias again towards Fair enough. Richmond Footy Club. It's annoyed the crap but out of we... me, mate. And um and I'm 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 speaking up because I just reckon that some of this sort of stuff is rubbish. I've spoken about the stuff on on the ground because they haven't been that good in their building, which is what they've done in the last couple of years when they've been really successful. So I don't know if it'll mean we'll win, but but I think they know the formula. Mm. Hey, I know we're going to run over time, but can we talk about North Melbourne? I mean they. They are a uh, an insipid, poor-performing club without direction. And I've been crooked on the coach, and it's not just falls on his shoulders, but, but they, they don't stand for anything, that club, right now. And you watch Reece Shaw have to sit there and kind of, you know, he's brutally honest and said he has no answers. I don't think Reece Shaw can coach. I don't think he's got a good list. I don't think that club are supporting him. And they are so far off it. Um, I don't know what you do if you're a supporter, sponsor or player of that footy club. Two words, mate. Brad Scott. Just jumped uh, you, off you, the you, run, you, mate. I'm no, you, you, annoy, you, you don't deal in the facts. Yes, about I do, him. mate. It's, it's, it's on record. He said they're in trouble on his departure. Yeah. So, Yeah, well, he said that the, then. But six months earlier, let's get into and sign all these older blokes, including guys like Polak. Uh, and he should not play, mate. He, that's why. Got, I actually stand by Reshaw on that decision, mate. He's got rules that he wants his players to follow. I don't give a toss whether he's earning 700K or not. He's not delivering. That's why he's playing in the scratch match. So show some interest. Um, play to the rules that and the standards and the guidelines that they want you to play to. And guys like Sean Higgins who've dropped their bottom lip, Ship him off, mate. They, yes, they absolutely need to start again. And, you know, he could have been better around the way he presented himself perhaps at the press conference, but 
Jesus Christ, uh, if if that's what we're going to have a crack at some of these guys about. We talk about leadership all the time, and I reckon you get what you deserve. So Reese Shaw came cheaply, unproven coach at senior level. Uh, you always get that spike when you have a caretaker coach and, and the emotion runs high. Um, uh, I'm not trying to hang Reese Shaw, but um, like he doesn't have have the luxury of, of stepping Polak out of that side based on some discipline or lack of Who? attitude that we don't see. And pl- what staggers Who? me, Polak. Oh, no, no, it's Polak. Polak. Mate, but it's, it's sort of like, oh, Pol- well, what's that club um, that um, trains at, at Tullamarine? Oh, like, very good. Essendon. Thanks for getting the pronunciation correctly. I'm actually surprised that no one's got around Reece Shaw that I have heard. I haven't heard from the president. I haven't heard from the CEO. I haven't heard from any leader of that footy club um, commenting. Reece Shaw is fronting the whole lot. Shane, do you know who their CEO is? Time to make a change. No. Uh, do you know who it was? Ben Buckley? Was it Ben Buckley? Yeah, the no, radio no, no. guy. Ben Buckley, ben Buckley he's was president. The, He's the president. He's the president. Yeah. CEO is Ben Armafio, the, yep, the triple M bloke. And who was the CEO before that? Is he still yeah. there? Is he, yeah, he still there? Been a mafia? Because they got rid right. of who? Right. Carl Delina. Mate. Yeah, but... Well, so they've had cultural no, change no, they right haven't, through mate. the footy no, they club. Haven't. No wonder they're they sitting second last. Because Donald McDonald's still hiding in the background while his, while his son's getting games off half-back and he's no good. Um, Darren Crocker's been given a job now to, to coach the... AFL women's team after the previous coach had done a pretty good job. But guess what? We need to get his son, who's apparently half talented under father's son, so we better keep him at the club and keep him employed as well. I mean, they're a joke. They are a joke. And it's not it's not really Imagine sure, being it's Brad Scott, mate, he was there for ten years. No good. You've got to you've got to um get off your um your set on the Scott brothers, but they're sitting on the bottom and two plank Mike Two plank Mike would be um, would be almost a chance to get a gig at that footy club at the moment because I don't know like that you get what you deserve. Um, was anyone excited to see Joe Danaher back? It was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, great to see the good players um, go about their craft. Not interested. Um, talk about an overreaction for one game. We'll see how he goes later tonight. We the, can't, we can't undersell it. Like, it was a great performance, mate. So, like, you know, you've got to do that. If it, it was, was Dusty fantastic. coming back, Good mate, and that was his first really, game back, he'd be excited. Showed some yep. signs. Well, get excited about it when Dusty goes to training, mate. Don't worry about that. The, prob- the problem with, with Joe is, I mean, he's had those injuries. That Can he get back to a consistent level? Um, that's going to be the challenge. I don't know whether he... They've named him for this week's game, but whether he'll play, that's another thing. It's like the Morwood name, mate, the Danaher name. It's got it's football royalty. All right. On that note, watch mm. out because there's something exciting about to happen. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Oh, how good was that, text? Did you enjoy that little stinger? I mean, you have made it. Shana, I mean, you've been bleating to Shano and I 
not that we like to talk about what happens off air or in our planning meetings, but have you been banging on about the fact that you believe that after some of those inspiring tirades over the last few weeks, it was worthy of having your own opening stinger. So there it is on a platter for you, mate. Thank you for that, but it's time to get serious. So, Shane, this is my, uh, my target audience tonight is the general community of the state of Victoria, but it may have some relevance to those outside it. I am sick to death of the negativity and the whinging and the whining and the self-perpetuating behaviour of most of the people in this state. So if I could eyeball our listeners, I'd say make sure you're looking at me in the eye so I know I've got your attention. We've been in lockdown for the best part of six months now. And rather than sit back and wallow in your own self-pity about what we can't do. We can't control what the government is telling us to do. So get off your ass as an individual who lives in the state of Victoria and learn something new. Love somebody. Complete a task. You've got plenty of time on your hands. Ring a mate and check in and see how they're going. Uh, We've got all this distraction that we used to complain about. I'm so busy and I don't have time to do stuff. Now we've got all this time back and we continue to waste it by um, looking at the glass half empty approach. These same people who whinge and complain and whine in six months time will be saying how hot it is and we've got a drought and I don't have enough time to do nothing. As John Kennedy said, don't think, do. Do not look back on this isolation time and say, I wasted as an individual I wasted it with my family and friends. Get off your ass and do something. Get better sleep. Go out and do some exercise. No one has taken that away from you. So grow up and learn from this crisis. Wow. Uh, Tex, that is brilliant. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to say. Should we move on to the next segment, Shane? I'm going to say, look, I'm proud of him. He's turned the corner a little bit. I had a crack at him the the other week about his... Um, his negativity because he actually promised to be positive. So uh, to come out and basically preach to the people of Victoria to actually do something positive is great. Um, and hopefully he's initiated that already and done something positive before tonight's show. So maybe you can share that with us next week, something that he's, as an example for the Victorian people, I think that'd be great. And I think we'll take on the challenge too, Turtle, that we'll do something positive for somebody or some people between now and our next show. What do you think, Turtle? I, I think so, mate, but not that I want to prick his balloon or anything like that, but I, we can't run back over what he's just said in the previous segment about poor old Reese Shaw, so I'm hoping Reese is one of the people he'll pick the phone up to have a chat about and give him a virtual hug or something like that just to reinforce um, how how um, how positive he really is, mate, and take his half half glass of milk over there and build up on those calcium levels of poor old Reese because he looked, However, a, bit, he he looked did, a bit flat. He did say, Turtle, that he doesn't feel that he has, Reese. this is, has the support around him. So he, he needs that more than ever. So I'll take that as a bit of positivity for Reese. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Is that okay, Tex? Yeah, no. Yeah, please, Tex, would you like to add anything else to, know, to clean up think... this segment? No, it just it just doesn't feel right, you guys being so complimentary. But I would say that positivity breeds positivity. So if you take some ownership and, and, and do something nice or learn something new, you'll be amazed how contagious it'll be. 
don't be like the entitled generation that are coming through. Um, do something for somebody else and something will come your way. Let's go. I, I think this is just – so two things we, we're going to ask our audience to do. Um, give us some feedback on, on, on Texas tirade. But more importantly, give us some feedback on his opening stinger. Um, and, and, and potentially there are votes out there if people can, can quote where we got that from. All right. Love your work, Tex. Morwood, a chance here for Collingwood. Shane Morwood puts it back. Oh, magnificent goal by Morwood. Shane O, this is very exciting for all of us. You've done, well, I think Tex said to me, he sent me a text and said, this is as much work that Shane's done for the whole of the podcast, other than those scripts <laughs> that he gave us for the, for the, um, for the discussion around Shane Maud Consulting. Um, but outside of that, <laughs> the preparation for this segment, enormous. Mate, the coaches, 2020, All-Australian team. We're counting down. This is, um, this is huge. After significant – let me spit that out again. After significant feedback <laughs> to your game analysis – um, people wanted more. They wanted something different. And, and luckily, Tex came up with some innovative idea that you should come up with the sort of team that you'd love to coach. Uh, so, you know, he's doing tirades. He's coming up with suggestions. He's unbelievable, that bloke. So between, between the two of you, I might actually take Mr. Flynn's advice and just leave this program. Um, so anyway. Tex, is, Tex, is that true? You, did you actually send a text to Turtle to say this is the most he's ever done? Uh, this is not about me, Shane. It's never about me. This is about you and your. So you're just in the background stirring the pot. Is that what it is? Correct. I know. Shane, but... please like the three wise monkeys did uh, once upon a time from the backline. From the backline, the coaches 2020 All Australian team. So from the backline, we have Luke Ryan from the Fremantle Football Club, Harris Andrews from the Brisbane Football Club at fullback. And in the other back pocket, we have Jordan Ridley from the Essendon Football Club. Very young player, only played 22 games, boys. And on the half-back line, I uh, love this bloke. You like this bloke too, Turtle. From the Richmond Football Club, Nick Vlaston. What Vlaston, a play. But that's Vlaston. Right. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, Sent half-back, Darcy Moore from the Pies. Uh, he's had a super year. And on the other half-back flank, we have Braden Maydard uh, from the Pies as well. And I've, I've actually selected a seventh defender, which he is our first-named player on the interchange. And that's probably one of the smallest players in the competition in Caleb Daniel uh, from the Doggies. Uh, he's only five foot six, boys. Tex, how, how tall are you? Oh, five nine, <laughs> five ten. You've got him covered easily. Imagine <laughs> if you had a hair, you'd be five ten. With those um, platform shoes, when he's um, dancing along the warm ride, um, yeah, that could he could well be five foot ten. Shane, exactly. That is. Uh, so my first comment to you about that team uh, or that back line: tall. Well, yeah, my spine is tall. Six foot eight. Both very mobile. Great defenders. Marking players. Uh, I'm happy with that. When you say what is tall in your book, so Zoran, because you're a tall person. Well, I think for like back pockets and half backs, there's like you've mentioned Caleb Daniel, but there's probably, you know, your Adam Sards, your Basher Hooley types, um, even I know another one of your favourites, Liam Baker, um, mm. those type of players who 
um, you know, are, are going to match up against your Papleys. So who, who would pick up a Papley here? Or, or a Charlie, oh, Charlie Cameron's probably a little bit taller, but that really small, zippy type forward. Who would you, out of this six, put on, uh, put on that in that type of shutdown role? Well, I've got two players at six foot one. Licky Ryan's six foot one. Maynard's six foot one. And obviously, uh, Caleb's only five foot six, as we mentioned. So he, uh, any one of those players could take, take on that. I think that the, the benefit with, with uh, Ryan is that he can play on a tall and he can play on a small. He's quite flexible. Um, and, and Maynard's the same. Uh, you can play him at half back because he does get a bit of drive, but you can play him deep as well. I don't think there's any, any issue with that. Um... I won't let Tex get in on this conversation just yet because he's got a whole segment of himself. But um, Jeremy McGovern couldn't find a spot for him, mate. Well, no. What do you like about these two tall guys that Jeremy doesn't provide in a coach coach team? I think they they're accountable for their for their own players as well, and they they work off them. They read the play pretty well. McGovern does uh, consider that. Um, but I like the way that these guys move. Uh, they can set up play for the for their teams, prospective teams as such. So I like them. Um, I think... Um... Oh. As such. Oh, well, thank you very much, Tex. Have you got any questions? Tex? Finish the other one about McGovern, mate. Uh, so... Robbie Tarrant? No. No, he's not, he's not up to this level. Ooh, Hello. Okay, so so just just to help the listeners understand, um, apart from guys who you've observed to to have played well, these are there's things about their personal style that you particularly like um, that would fit a game plan that you would implement. Well, they um, I think they all read the play very very well. They all use the ball very very well, except for probably Maynard. He's uh, he can turn it over a little bit. But I love his aggression. I love his, um, the way he goes about his games. A bit like Nick on the other half-back flank. Um, I think he can play on a tall and a small. Reads yep. a play really well. Marks is a super mark. Is a super mark of the ball. Um, Brave. Think, Brave. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it gives us flexibility. We get a bit of run out of the, on the half-back line. Uh, they're pretty athletic. Um, they're flexible. Um, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good back seven. Hey, um, you know, I, I love the smallness in a man, but uh, Caleb Daniel surprises me. What is, what is someone, I mean this seriously, what is someone so small and, dare I say, nuggety, what does he offer a back line like that? Uh, he, he, well, he's boy use. He's very, speaking about courageous, he's very courageous and he marks the ball pretty well uh, and his, his disposal of the footy. Like, he's averaging over 19 possessions a game, mate. Yeah, right. Uh, 13, of them, 13 of them, Shane, in fairness, are when he kicks the ball out now because as soon as you run out of the goal square, it counts as a possession. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, um, let me tell you, it's all part of my disposal efficiency, Tex, just, just for your information. Okay. And, and the other thing that I, I note with interest, Coach, is um, you couldn't find a spot for anyone out of the Port Adelaide or Geelong back lines and both of them sitting at the top of the ladder. So yep. couldn't find anyone yep. in there. Tom Stewart, um, he'd be a good replacement for Ridley or, or Luke Ryan. Yeah. Ridley's been uh, very super impressed with Ridley. I think he's a great young player. Blitz Arves, Blitz Arves or Collar Jasney? No. The Blitz is pro- could be playing on the wing, mate. I mean, old Chris Scott. Um, just It's like one of those spinning things on a poker machine, mate. It's just... 
his mind's boggling, wondering where he can put Blitzarves. I think that's the beauty of the of the competition. There is so many good players, and uh, once the official non-coach um, 2020 AFL team of the year comes out, there'll be questions on why other players, some players didn't get in. I reckon Brad Shepherd's a hard miss, mate. He's a, he's a good player from West Coast. Um, the fact that we can't find a spot for, for Bradley, uh, I think that, um, yeah, he's a good player. Hey, hey uh, Turtle, you're, you're the non-Collingwood member of the panel. Um, Moore and Maynard, what, what's your take on having both of them in? Me? Yeah. Sorry. Um, so oh, no, 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 the, the, the other turtle on this program. Um, Darcy Moore. I, 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 I'm, I'm fine with Darcy Moore. I think he's had a, a really good season. And I think he's had a chance to, to get out of um, Jeremy Howe's um, shadow to a degree. Um, mind you, um, anyone would look good if Jack Madgen's in the back line. But no, no I like him. Um, um, Braden Maynard, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big rap for. I think his disposal's okay. He's aggressive. I don't think he's. A, he had a few goals kicked against him on the game on Sunday, so I don't think he's as accountable. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of with all of those guys outside of the key position. So Harris is a lockdown type guy, but can also intercept Mark. I'm not sure that the mid-size type guys. Um, there's you like one, I reckon that's really that bounces off. And I, and I may not can do that to a degree, but I don't think his disposal's as good as some others. One man's a pretty- hey, um, he, he's a great tackler. Like he, he focuses on an ass like a nurse on night shift. He, he's a great tackler, Braden Maynard. Um, can you just do it uh, to wrap up the segment? Can you just um, take it from the back line, you two? Because that's that's gold the way you do that, turtle. Can you can you just round that off nicely with the coach Shane from the back line? Ryan, Andrews, Ridley on the half-back line. Vlosten, Darcy Moore, Braden Maynard. And our first player named on the interchange, Caleb Daniel from the Fox oh. Western Bulldogs Football Club. Old um, Bobby Davis would be very impressed with um, with that one, mate. He's very good, mate. Turned so over next... in his grave, old Bobby. So what do you what do you got for next week? Uh, we're doing the uh, bids on ballers. Okay, so how many players are you going to name? Another seven? No, three. Or eight? I think we might do eight. Yeah, okay. Yep, so three along the center line. Yes. And three on ballers. Yes. And, and two, two bench. <laughs> two on the Very bench. Very good. Okay, just, just clarifying for some of, our, some of our followers, mate, because I, I, I see them in the front row already, Mr. Flynn and um, Kim Jong. Um, they would have struggled unless we absolutely... Uh, made that clear for them. So great work, mate. Get the tweeters on board to to give you some direct feedback around your your team. Uh, I'm looking specifically at two plank to come back with some um, some thoughts around that text. Oh, hello. Oh, please. Um, that was two plank just tweeting, firing off a tweet in response to the <laughs> last segment on the shin donors. Beautiful work, Shano. Thanks, boys. Well, we've said it before. Um, Firstly, what's their name? Headspace didn't want to have a bar of us. Uh, <laughs> who's that sniggering in the background? <laughs> didn't want to have a bar of us. Um, and obviously, these um, men's health organisations all hook up with one another. They must be in the same network because um, they they have not even acknowledged 
the email that I sent them, the inquiry about wanting to give them some cash, uh, or they've checked the track record of, of one T. Jones. But uh, he, he, he delivered a beautiful speech, a resignation speech, about two weeks ago. We, 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 we followed the positivity train. We open arms, Shano. We gave him a hug. We said, come on back into the fold, son. Come on back. And he was so... He was a bit more reticent, two $25 bets. Um, and I think only because Tom Hawkins um, took a few out of the ruck on Friday night, Geelong won. Um, the, oh, in fact, they didn't make it by over 16, though, because that was a, another Texas try. So I think he was zero for five. So the little man is under the pump. How are you, mate? Are you OK? Uh, I'm OK now. To be fair, I, um, as you both text me, we did get out of the blocks with Hawthorne being in front of Essendon at three-quarter time and, and Bulldogs being in front of Geelong at three-quarter time. So well, still at work, we mate, were looking OK. About 3.30 on the Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> But I tell you what it's done. Um, because I performed so poorly on the weekend, I have enforced some of my own disciplines for the rest of the year. Interested to hear. So, yeah, I need you two to hold me to account. For the remainder of the year, I will not bet um, on the following teams or in a game of which they are playing. So I will, I will give a very wide berth to North Melbourne, GWS. <laughs> That'd be a tough decision. GWS and Melbourne. I will not back them and I will not back whoever's playing against them. So uh, based on that discipline, uh, I have picked some winners this week. But because of the way the, uh, the fixture falls... I can't confirm the odds because the market's not yet up. But this is who's going to win this week. No, no, hang on a sec. So just, just, just to be clear with this, mate. So as much as what um, on occasion you've gone early with a game and we haven't had the chance to publish the episode and we were already out. Um, so in this situation, you're actually picking teams and you don't even know the odds. It can't, that's, that's, no, be... That defeats the spirit, mate, of what this is about. It's a bit of fun, mate. No, no. Well... Now, now, please just stick to the run sheet. I, this is who will win. The first game that I'm investing in is tomorrow uh, night. Is the Richmond will beat Fremantle, and then I'm going to wait until the weekend, which is essentially the new round because there's so many buys. Then I'm saying that St Kilda will bounce back very, very hard if they're a serious contender and beat Geelong on Sunday. Uh, sorry, Hawthorne on Sunday. St Kilda beat Hawthorne. Geelong will beat Essendon. West Coast will beat the Bulldogs. And then I'm going so to just on that one. Wait. I just want to ask you on that one. So you've got a chance to change it, mate, because West Coast will be coming off a four-day break. And, you know, you came up with some fantastic stats only a week ago, whereas their opposition don't play because they're off a bye. So are you okay with that, mate? Or are you just swinging I'm, against I'm... some of your stats that you've used in various parts of the program in the past? For the record, the winners will be Richmond, St Kilda, Geelong, West Coast, and then a week from now, the last leg will come home and Brisbane will beat the Gold Coast. So if you look at who I've picked, the teams that are very serious about shaping the eight and the pointy part of the eight will continue on their winning way. So it's a five-leg multi. I can't give you the odds, but as soon as I get them, I'll tweak them. So hang on, you mentioned four um, games then. Richmond, St Kilda, Geelong and Brisbane. What's the other game? And Doggies in the West Coast. Coast. 
Okay, West, West Coast. Coast will beat the Dogs. Okay. So, um, if if any information comes through the wires before we close off tonight, I'll update you. But they're the five starting tomorrow night and finishing a week from now. So it's a a long burn. Who the St Kilda? Who are you picking St Kilda against? Hawthorne. Okay, and Geelong. Again, uh, Essendon. Essendon and Brisbane to beat Gold Coast. Gold Coast. So, you know, if if Geelong, West Coast, and Brisbane are serious about um, shaping the eight, they're going to win. I can't back Port Adelaide because they're playing North Melbourne for the reasons I mentioned earlier. So, there's a five. Well, you can. That's just bankable money, mate, and that's something we need. Otherwise, this, as I said previously, this end of season trip looks like it's going to end up being a barbecue at Change Place over Skype. <laughs> now, just text. West West yes. Coast are, are back in Queensland. We know they don't like Queensland. They don't play good yep. football up there. They've lost Kennedy with concussion. Uh, yes. And do you still think they could beat the doggies? Yeah, I do. Because I think if they're the serious side that we think they can be, they, they're, they're, they're going to have to win these games. And, um, you know, dogs could be cooked by then. Um uh, I'm not sure, and I think. Oh no, the dogs are coming off a bye. No, I'm happy with West Coast. They've got to they've got to turn it around eventually in Queensland. I think if the doggies perform um, anywhere like they did last week against uh, as they did against the Cats, I think they'll beat the, the West Coast. Uh, well, you can have your own segment, Shane, uh, at some point. I'm betting, but that's who I'm running with. Beautiful. Um, now, mate. I know that the licensing rules don't allow us to talk about what's going on in that game, but but for the benefit of of, of one of our um, keen tweeters, I am concerned around his health, uh, based off what we're seeing transpiring over in in South Australia. So we might save that because we're we're so close to tweeters of the week, we can we can get a game update chain. Um, all right, Tex, can you please um, repeat that again, mate, uh, for our um, for our audience? The five the five winners. Ah, Richmond, St Kilda, Geelong, West Coast and Brisbane. Okay, and that's West Coast not tonight in the game against Essendon. That's West Coast to beat the Bulldogs. Um, Sometime next week next... in the middle of Frenzy 2.0. Correct. <laughs> Very good. Um, good punting, everybody. Good luck. Now, big news. It's... Twitters of the week. Um, this is gaining some real momentum, our, our Twitter of the year. But uh, some of our more prolific tweeters are right now. Uh, I'm, I'm very concerned. Um, Tex, they're apparently, and you know that my suburb is not far from um, from Richmond, and one of our favourite tweeters resides in good old Richmond. And I, I think there were about six ambulances that are heading down Barker's Road right now on their way to, to Richmond because um, our man, Mr. Flynn, um, he's, he's been at home. He's, he's, he's ordered in from Krispy Kreme's, um, gone nuts in the lead-up to the blockbuster uh, against Hawthorne and um, all-consuming. I think he, he said that every goal – he thought Adelaide were only going to kick three goals – um, so he said, I'll, I'll have one donut for every goal. Now, the problem is, Shane, how many did they kick? Oh, I think they kicked a dozen, mate. A dozen. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So 
that there are some major problems. Um, he is tweeting live as we speak. I know you like to bet in the live or live in the bet, whatever you call it, text, but he's tweeting He's tweeting in the live right now. And um, those fingers, mate, they're all sticking all over the, um, um, the, the his, um, his little phone. The glazers got caught on his thumb after pounding away at those Krispy Kremes. But Could he consume 12 in one city, no? Could he consume the 12 donuts Mr. in Flint. one city? Could he do I that? I have, mate. I have. Uh, I reckon that's a, dare I say it, a piece of cake. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, if he's, if, if Mr. Flint is serious, he'll, um, he'll open a nice bottle of, uh, he likes his South Australian Reds. I reckon he'll open a new bottle of red tonight and he'll sit back and watch the replay into the wee hours. Because I mean, they last won a game when August well, last pos- year, it'd be 12 it, months, it, wouldn't it? it yeah. It's positivity, mate. It's positivity. So good luck to him. Um, and he's been um, he's been following the program. Now, having said that, um, I we're, I've been inspired by your positivity text. But uh, the first thing we need to do is just like the bloke who gets twenty five possessions but does nothing with them. We've got a couple of tweeters, the same same villains, unfortunately. Uh, it's like that player who continually gets targeted by his his own supporters around just not delivering. So Kim Jong. Um, has to be our most prolific tweeter, uh, but there's just no decent content. So he last week he got dinged a negative one vote. Well, that's gone to negative three now. Um, poor performance over the last week. But the highlight of the week had to be Mr Beanbag from Brunswick because he was so elated by um, the fact that he got three votes last week. Um, he was asking what happened to his, what was it, his Tosca... His Tosca travel wear and um, the Tocky ham. ham and the um, Ballantine's chocolates. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, well done to Mr. Beanbag from Brunswick. Now, two votes to a very keen follower. She could well be the leader of the, um, the Coach and Tex cheer squad. Sharon Tottenham um, resides over there in the western suburbs and, and knows one of the Coach and Tex fraternity from, from way back. Yeah, okay, there, Shane. Caught it. Uh, so two votes to Sharon Tottenham. Keep those Shazza. Good on you, Shazza. Those keep those tweets coming in. Um, and Shano, we were so excited yes. about um, your activity or the fact that you were on Twitter last week. But the whole idea of getting on Twitter is to actually get active. So I tweeted the vote. The vote that I've you got, got a tweet. last week. Well, a tweet. You, I tweeted. Um, I tweeted a Twitter. <laughs> you're a, you're a twit. That's what you are. You need to great tweet. country Australia. Twit. So he, so he got one last week and he's lost it. So he's he's square with the card, um, as they would say in the classics. So the running totals out front now, big time. Mister Beanbag from Brunswick is on six votes, followed by the Earl of Earlwood on three, um, and then we've got a host of of tweeters on two votes, mate. We've got Bowie Boy, who's been a little bit quiet, so I hope he's okay. So using your earlier advice, someone should check in on Bowie Boy. Uh, Soldo's Moustache on two votes, um, <laughs> a little bit quiet last week. And Sharon Tottenham comes into play now with her two votes. Uh, one to Mickey McGuan, hasn't been doing too much lately. And then we've got a, um, a couple of um, negatives. Old uh, Mr. Flynn on negative two and Kim Jong on, on negative four. So we've only a few weeks left. I think Kim Jong, we may as well completely block him because I don't think there's any value in, <laughs> in keeping him going. Tex, do you have anything to add? No, I think you've covered it beautifully. Shane, if you could do something this week and be active, we would appreciate it. And um, 
Bowie boy, I've got him in my sights over the weekend. So if Collingwood do happen to get the chocolates, I'm going to line Bowie boy up via Twitter. Uh, Paul Paul from Hatchek One was a, a bit toey, mate, during the week when um, you continued to sledge Richmond. And he was particularly vocal, if you can be vocal on Twitter, um, by tweeting profusely after that win last um, Thursday night. Mm, he was. Mm. Uh, okay, well, that's good. Bowie, Bowie boy, but, I think, in his defence, the N- NBN hasn't been working so efficiently down that way uh, this week, so that could be a reason for him. And uh, our mate down at uh, uh, down the southwest of the state, uh, Kim Jong, I think if he just bit like the Carlton Football Club, he would not make the top eight this year. And and and, I'll, <laughs> and a bit of a teaser for next week. There's movement in the southeast. That's all I'll say. There's movement in the southeast. Hold the fort. Hey, what about um, Davo from Dingley? Um, is she? Um, um, I know she's following um, us, oh, following the podcast, Shane. But is she actually going to tweet anything for you, mate? I'll check out Davo tomorrow. I'll get her All tweeting right. as okay. much as I tweet. All right, enough of that frivolity. Um, that's it's been another big week. In, in football, and it's been a big first day of September, mate. So even though the finals don't officially start until October this year, it's nice that we've rolled over into spring, boys. So, so hopefully we've got some half-decent weather as we, as we watch um, our teams progress towards finals action. Beautiful. Love it. Well done, guys. Have a good week, boys. Enjoy. Good Cheers, luck, boys. Tex. See you next week.